welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, and I'm joined today by our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. Hello. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, this is a devlog of sorts, uh, sort of an audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and we talk about the progress we've made in our game, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk. It's a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And in the past two weeks, I feel like you've added a ton of stuff, TJ. Yeah, I'd say there definitely was a lot done, just <laughs> as a general basis of it, a lot for the town, the blacksmith, buffs, keeping track of time that works in-game, everything like that. Right on, yeah. It's, it's I don't know, like, I was talking to Nika earlier on Discord, and, and I kind of said that you know, before I was playing the game a ton for testing and stuff, but now I feel like I can play it without having to like pretend things are in there that are, you know, like there's, <laughs> there's stuff that's like still missing, of course, but like, it's like you can just play the game now and kind of enjoy it and not have to like imagine that like, well, when, when buffs work, this'll, this will be different or you know or when the blacksmith's in town then I, I won't have to pretend that I can't click on the button that's like right here <laughs> in the menu right now so like I don't know I guess we'll start right at the beginning of our list you kind of created the town we had that for the last podcast but it did cause a bunch of bugs and also there's NPCs in it now which is crazy to me yeah, I mean, definitely expanded the town since it originally got added in, adding in new things, making sure it stops breaking the game, because, you know, you, I don't even think you could kind of play when I first added it in and sent in the build. Just completely collapsed. <laughs> yeah, it, it broke uh, the Sludgesaurus somehow, like it made it... Was that um, tied to the town at all? Like whenever the Sludgesaurus would make the infinite loop and just keep spitting at you and stuff? No, that one was actually a lot simpler than I thought. That was just... I never gave it a projectile object. So when it went to fire a projectile, somehow it it still fired one. Which is weird that it caused the bug, but it never actually had one inside of it. <laughs> so it just got stuck and kept firing the projectile, fire it again, fire it again, and just kept doing it. <laughs> that was the only one that I noticed that actually broke the game. Um, you know, once that started, you couldn't play. But yeah, the town town broke some stuff, but mostly menu things and things like that, right? Yeah, it's like a whole lot of the UI started to stop working, or connections between both town and dungeon got messed up. So like, you never, it kind of was like transferring oddly, trying to bounce from town to dungeon. You never know if it was going to break or what other bug happened that might break something else. Yeah, the reason we like decided to start on the town at this point, like. There's lots of other things that we could have been working on, you know, in the dungeons and stuff like that, but the last time we moved menu stuff around, it broke a ton of stuff, so I kind of thought that we should start getting the town in so that all of our menu things, all the buttons and everything are in the right place, and I think it's, I think it's paying off. Yeah, it's definitely working out pretty well so far, and something you had mentioned earlier is, uh, now the town has NPCs, which actually got into the game really smoothly. You just have a bunch of, I guess, yous, basically. <laughs> the randomized faces just walking around town, chilling out, not 
not doing a whole lot, but hanging out nonetheless. Yeah, I think that's the human character model. I think pretty much everybody in the game is going to be based on that model, right? Like, unless, yeah. you know, unless Ben decides to draw, like, a buff blacksmith or something for us, but then we'd have to, like, animate that character and stuff, so I think everything's going to work off the same model, so. Yeah, it's nice, because I kind of added, like, a, I guess a randomizer of sorts, where if we ever want random NPCs that just pull from a collection of all of our assets... You can just click a button and next thing you know we have a new NPC completely different from any other. You know that would uh, work good like in like a game mode like where we kind of uh, you know it wouldn't be um, PvP per se but it would be like a player versus NPC kind of thing. That's an interesting like game mode idea. You know we could even have like multiple NPCs kind of come at you and see how that worked. You know, and they could use the same equipment as you. It would be interesting to see. Add mercenaries to the dungeons they have to fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely, uh, there's definitely stuff we could do with that in the game mode. Actually, that would be something you could just add to the character creator. A lot of character creators have like a random button where you can just click and kind of see what it can do. You know, that's true because we did change up the character creator, and it'd be cool if we could add in. A randomizer for it as well. Yeah, we have that on the list too. Character creators now in the right place. <laughs> so whenever you start the game, you actually get prompted to uh, create your character instead of having to go into a menu and find the character creator. <laughs> yeah, originally it wouldn't even the game wouldn't encourage you to make a character. You just spawn in if you want to just start playing as is. You were good to get going, but now it actually kind of forces you to make one at the start. Yeah, and that ties back to our, our project of getting all the menus where they should be, <laughs> basically. Yeah, also added in the uh, transmog scroll, so you can change your character's appearance kind of whenever you want, if you have, you know, the currency to buy one. That That's really cool, too. Like, I was wondering if that would be difficult or not, you know, to make a consumable that, that opens the character creator, basically. It's definitely a very different interaction compared to other consumables, because other ones, you know, you eat it or whatever you do with it. <laughs> it provides you items, it gives you a buff, but not a single one ever opens up a menu or anything. Yeah, I can't think of any other menus that would need to be opened that way, but I'm glad it works. I, I tried it out a couple times, it seems to work really well. It's, it's a neat, um flavorful way to do it I think instead of just like you know clicking off a menu or something you actually get to to buy the item and then you can have them in your inventory and stuff yeah one thing about it though is I feel like I don't think it's likely but a player could accidentally use one and then lose it if they X out of the menu and don't change anything but I feel like that's kind of on them it's like don't use it if you don't want to change your character yeah I think there should maybe be like a pop-up that says like you're gonna use your this this allows you to edit your character are you sure you know before you I think it does pop up and say like does it have a verification on it um I want to say it doesn't I think I it's it's like the other items where you click on the item and then it brings up the thing and then you hit to like use it right yeah all consumables kind of work like that you click it and then you click use yeah so it, it does have like a verification you can't just like click on it by accident in your inventory i don't think so it should work out the other thing that we can do is like if down the road we add you know new hairstyles or something like that to the character creator we can 
you know, give those out as a, a gift or something for people to be able to try, you know, the new hairstyles and stuff too. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Like if there's ever, for whatever reason, a major update where let's say we had 30 hairstyles or something. <laughs> yeah. Toss a free scroll to everyone, say it was a gift, change a character. Yeah, that is something that I do want to do in the future. You know, we definitely don't have as many hairstyles and, and things as I would like to have but those things take time you know ben has to draw them and then you have to add them in so getting more of them right now is kind of not a priority we want to make sure we get other things working in the game and then then someday we'll add them in that update will come someday i'm sure if unless the game unless nobody plays then then we won't be able to but <laughs> it's all hinged on that i'm sure it'll be fun yeah <laughs> Yeah, having the blacksmith in town now is cool too. You know, it's it's just a uh, big button basically that's in town that you click on, but having it outside of the dungeon where you, obviously it didn't make sense before where you could ac access the blacksmith panel like in while you were in a dungeon. So now you have to like leave the dungeon, walk through the town, go to the blacksmith. Um, it just it feels better to me, you know, than just having it in a random spot that didn't make any sense. Yeah, it definitely kind of changes how the gameplay flow works because, you know, you go through your dungeons, you collect your loot, instead of just deleting it there, going through more dungeons, you now have to actually come back. You know, maybe you look through your gear, you see what you want to keep, and then you just start scrapping items. Yeah, for sure. It's very uh, simple blacksmith for now, but... For the next few weeks, definitely expanding on that, giving the blacksmith all of his functionality, allowing you to upgrade gear, change stats on it, everything that's related to gear and modifying it. Yeah, and now that you have that like area in town as the blacksmith, could you like tie an NPC to that area that that also worked as like a button to access it? Yeah, could put like a an NPC that kind of just chills there, and then if you walk up to him, he can say like, "Oh, hello, would you like to?" modify your gear today yeah exactly business is booming since the obelisk appeared <laughs> all these heroes you're the only blacksmith in town you have good business <laughs> monopoly on the blacksmithing what if there was just two blacksmiths in in the town and you had to you could pick which one you wanted to go to <laughs> every time you go up to him oh yeah don't go to that blacksmith he's not very good have them be exactly the same <laughs> also in the blacksmith panel we can lock our items now which was working fairly well. There was a few bugs for it yet, but it's nice to be able to lock things and know that you're not going to lose them when you scrap everything else. Yeah, definitely a feature that has more bugs created than I thought it would have been, but the feature itself is really important because when you're scrapping things in a game like this, you never want to accidentally delete something that you really want to keep. Yeah. So you need a way to just lock that item, make sure you, you're never going to lose it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like we're going to fill inventories with stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, It seems like you want to keep a lot of stuff. Hopefully we can handle having like massive inventories and stuff. Yeah, something in the long run for that. Just about every game I can think of does this where you know you got to separate it by pages and then have a, a hard limit on how much you can carry. Like, Don't allow a player to carry one million items. But Yeah. Maybe something respectable for the game, like a... I could see a hundred. 
maybe 300 at most. Yeah, and we already separate out like consumables and stuff onto their own menus and stuff. So crafting mats have their own tab and everything. So yeah, and we're still thinking about getting uh, gear to stack as well so that all your trash and your uncommons can probably stack. Yeah, definitely. It's like a feature that I keep looking at. I'm thinking of ways to get it to work. I just haven't actually put in the time to get it working. But I feel like that'll allow the player to carry a lot more items when a certain item stacks on itself, like gear. Yeah, for sure. Because then, you know, I can see like a world where you you, um, use a buff and then you just want to grind nonstop until that buff expires. And, and your inventory would be massive by the time you were done doing that. Yeah, and converting, like, you have a hundred chest plates, converting that into a single chest plate, of which you own a hundred of, is a lot smaller than a hundred individual items one time. Yeah, for sure. I remember whenever our blacksmith couldn't even handle, like, you having, <laughs> like, 50 items, it would, like, lag out. <laughs> So oh, that was bad. Yeah, I'm glad we got that fixed. But 50 plus items, you click scrap, and then you're waiting for the next 10 minutes for it to actually go away. <laughs> I had times where I actually like would just like go do something else while it scrapped, <laughs> and then come back like 20 minutes later, and it would still be going. Yeah, that works much better now. So also, we have all the buffs and stuff in the game, and they. I have buff stacking, I think is what you worked on. I think the buffs were in the game last time, but now they stack as they should, um, like with the different categories overlapping properly. Yeah, so originally you could stack every single buff on top of each other, which I think all of them together was like 500-600% total. (laughs) Yeah. Since they don't stack how they used to, the game can now prompt you say, hey, this item does not stack with this, would you like to override it? it has this much time remaining really balances things out and make sure that the buffs work how they should yeah i actually didn't mess with those as much as i should have actually i should uh, get in there and try to overlap buffs and see what it says i think the oddest one might be the uncommons the five different uncommon ones might be a little messed up oh, it yeah. still works like if you put on, what is it, the weird contraption, and then try, or other way around, if you put on the four basic ones, and then try to do the contraption, it'll ask you four times in a row, do you want to get rid of this, do you want to get rid of this, this, this. Yeah. Since you have to delete all four of those before you put on the contraption. Right, right. I feel like most of the time, like, people aren't going to have, they're, they're going to buy the four basic ones and then convert those into contraptions which is how it's supposed to work so they shouldn't very often be trying to overlap a uncommon buff with the contraption but I guess it's something that we need to make sure <laughs> works properly. Yeah it's like unless you're really messing around with buffs I feel like you probably wouldn't notice that happen. Yeah yeah I should go mess I'll, I'll go mess with them later and, and see if they uh how they work but it's cool that they're in there and and the thing about our game that i do like is a lot of other games it seems like don't let you stack buffs so in this one as long as it's a different category of buff you can use them together so we have the uncommon ones um, that can be combined into 
a weird contraption. So you can use a weird contraption or you can use the other its individual parts. Then you have like the barsoom and there's also the baby barsoom that's that's like a smaller version of it. So those you can't use together because they're the same kind, but you can still use a weird contraption and a barsoom. And then the other one that I guess didn't get added in yet is the uh, snack juice. You probably need to make a NPC in town that hands out snack juice. Oh yeah, that item functions. It's just, I guess you can't get it. There's no way to buy it. Yeah, so we need a NPC in town that has his own little sh- storefront, I guess. <laughs> yeah, a mini shop. Yeah, just sells snack juice by the 12 pack or something, I guess. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. 12 pack of snack juice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the snack juice is supposed to be like, you know, eventually someday whenever we have, you know, we make our mobile version of the game, which is inevitable, then those snack juice, you'll be able to like watch ads and get those for free. But for now, this the snack juice salesman probably sells like, you know, a 12 pack for a buck or two, I guess. The equivalent, the equivalent of watching an ad. You know, speaking of those, we kind of the shop system was, I guess, brought from its early form to its uh, mid form of it. <laughs> yeah. It's not done, but it's finally got just about everything that it should offer inside of it now. Yeah, it looks really good. I like how everything's like framed and and everything. We just need to get like a lot of uh, text in there so that you know what you're purchasing. I think is the main thing. And yeah, then, I don't want to overly confuse players. Yeah, and then technically there's four different shops, so we'll see how it works out when Ben starts designing the town and everything. So in my original design, I actually had four NPCs that you would click on them and they would take you to the their individual part of the shop. And then, you know, whenever we decided that we needed to slim everything down to the MVP to make everything like as small as possible to get launched, I kind of got rid of all the other NPCs and just combined it to like one shop NPC and then that takes you to the shop. But I think in our naming conventions that we decided on for the shop pages and stuff, it does make sense to maybe have, you know, in the town, four different buildings and and stuff. But then once you open the menu, you can browse through the tabs of the different shops, but something like like it's one of those things where if we got it in the town, you have the four buildings with the different NPCs and such, that's something that looks really cool and kind of adds to the flavor of the town. Yeah. In my own personal usage, I kind of would rather the like all four shops be connected to each other where I open up one panel, I can bounce between the other three really yeah. and easily. Exactly. That's how I want it to be. Yeah, so the store would work like we have now, where it has the tabs and stuff, and then just depending on which NPC you talk to, it opens their tab first, and then you can just look at the other tabs. Or you can just click on the shop button on the left. Whichever one's more convenient at the moment. Yeah, exactly. But I think having the little shopkeepers in town would would add to the game a lot. You know, fleshes out the town, makes it you know, feel like a real town. There's people doing stuff, selling things. 
Yeah, definitely adds to it. Makes things look just nicer overall. Yeah, for sure. I have to name all the NPCs again. I have to look in our old document and see if I still have the names of all the NPCs and shopkeepers and stuff. There's also has to be a, a jeweler eventually that, that makes you your astrolabes and then sets up for future updates to happen at the jewelers. I feel like it's uh, not easy to think of a name for NPCs. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, the fantasy name generator online. You can make names for anything. I've used that before, trying to one of my previous projects, trying to think of the name for like the where you are, what's the name of the player, just kind of using that to get ideas. Yeah, for sure. I I do that too. Where I it just seeing a bunch of names, you can decide which ones you like and which ones you don't like, and kind of choose which direction you want to go in. It's like if you're trying to think of a fantasy name, it's so hard to think of it on your own because we don't use fantasy names in general. It's like I don't, I don't know anyone called. Uh, I can't think of one. <laughs> Legolas. <laughs> Legolas. <laughs> it's like no one in the modern age tends to have a fantasy name, so it's really hard to think of them. Yeah, we do have. I do have names for some of them. the The main shopkeeper, I guess, the uh, Emporium shopkeeper. I had as named Quillian, and then uh, the uh, NPC that will eventually like help you out, be like kind of your tutorial and stuff. Her name is Ilune, um, the Wizardess, and I had a name for the blacksmith as well. I'm not going to be able to remember that one. And then we also have the uh, town necromancer, which is named Rodney. Rodney. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Right, you can name your necromancer uh, Tim. From uh, Monty Python. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the same joke, I guess. I wanted some of his text to be like, what? A necromancer can be named Rodney? What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, when you try to give your your child a long, complicated name and they can't remember it, they just make up something. <laughs> Rodney. Last thing on the list, I guess we kind of talked about it already a little bit, but time now exists. You, you have uh, our buffs count down and and our energy counts up yeah so originally i guess you couldn't gain any energy originally but now with the new system in place the game is able to calculate how much time has passed since you started playing how much if you log off the game and log back onto the game it'll say oh you've you haven't played for 35 hours you've now gain this amount of energy and you lost this much time on your buffs definitely starts to make it feel more like an actual game would function when time starts to function and have a real effect even when you're off the game yeah exactly um i haven't tried but can you can't go negative energy anymore can you uh last i checked you shouldn't be able to yeah i haven't made it should just go down to zero yeah well which is weird because i i guess i had that bug where it wasn't spending energy um, when you re-ran a dungeon only when you initially went into it so I, I actually never spent enough to be ne- to be uh, either negative or out of energy yeah actually yeah, I had a problem really with the energy where I set the, the regen too high so I couldn't even get mine to go down because I was gaining four every minute instead of one every four minutes <laughs> and that Makes it so you can do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to worry about time or energy at any moment because you just have basically infinite. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, we'll be able to have, like, some uh, different things that affect your regen rates and stuff. But for now, that's where it needs to be. 
working as intended. <laughs> Speaking of that, <laughs> I can't believe that we're at 28 minutes on our recording already. Um, I thought this might be a quick episode where we just went through these couple changes and that was it. But and we're we're at the time limit of what I want to edit. <laughs> um, so with that. I want to thank the listener for thank you for uh, sticking around to the end. Um, if you've made it this far in the podcast and you aren't in our Discord somehow, you should go to knobcat.com, uh, join our Discord. That's where we try to post everything first, so that everybody gets to everybody in there gets to find things out first. Um, we also post on our Instagram and our Twitter, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. Um, while you're at knobcat.com you can read my blog updates and you can find the videos to some of our gameplay and stuff Um, yeah all that at knobcat.com and I guess we'll see you in two weeks bye bye